This episode of Imagineer Podcast is sponsored by WDW Magazine. You've heard me talk about them on previous episodes of the show. They are the premier magazine focused on Walt Disney World. I personally subscribe to both the print and digital editions and am in love with their work. The quality of this magazine in terms of visual appeal and written content is amazing. The digital edition gives you instant access to every single issue of WDW Magazine. It's over 80 issues. Each one contains over 100 pages plus embedded video content. The print edition contains over 64 glossy pages of pure content mailed right to your mailbox every month with no interior ads. Best of all, WDW Magazine is giving Imagineer podcast listeners 10% off a new annual subscription to their digital edition with the discount set to continue if you decide to auto-renew. To enroll today and get instant access to over 80 digital issues, simply visit www-magazine.com com slash Imagineer Podcast. Again, that's a hyphen between the words WDW and magazine and use the promo code Imagineer. I'll also include the link in the description of this podcast episode, which will take you right to the signup page. This month, WDW Magazine is celebrating Walt Disney World's 50-year anniversary with a 16-month Magic Kingdom wall calendar that will transport you right to the middle of the most magical place on Earth, including a beautiful view of Cinderella Castle on the cover, as well as classic attractions featured each month, like the Haunted Mansion, Jungle Cruise, gorgeous views of Main Street USA, and so much more. Your purchase also includes fun planning stickers and digital wallpapers for all of your devices, providing even more Disney magic for the 50-year celebration. To purchase the calendar, simply visit shop.wdw-magazine.com, again with a hyphen, between WDW and Magazine, or click the link in the podcast description. And remember to visit www-magazine.com slash podcast and use promo code Imagineer to take 10% off an annual digital subscription. Welcome to the Imagineer Podcast, your unofficial guide to all things Disney. I'm your host, Matthew Krull, and you're listening to episode 88 of the Imagineer Podcast. In today's episode, I am so excited that we are going to be talking all about Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. It's perhaps one of the most requested attractions I get to discuss, and so I am really excited to be able to share more information with you about this classic attraction, including the history backstory, fun facts, details, and other information you might not have known before about Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress, and I'll also include a binaural audio recording, which I recorded back in early 2020, so that we can experience this attraction together. Of course, at the end of the episode, I'll come back and tell you a little bit more about how you can connect with the Imagineer podcast on all your favorite social media channels, and how you can help to inspire and create Create the future of this show. So grab some headphones, pull up your favorite armchair, and enjoy this episode of the Imagineer Podcast.
a dream and that's the start he follows his dream with mind and heart and when it becomes a reality it's a dream come true for you and me so there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Sounds pretty good. In fact, that's just the right spirit. In 1964, Disney opened four attractions at the New York World's Fair. It's a Small World, which was sponsored by Pepsi Cola to benefit UNICEF, Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, created for the State of Illinois exhibit, Ford Magic Skyway, sponsored of course by Ford, and Progress Land, created for and sponsored by General Electric, which inevitably became known as Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. The 1964 World's Fair, which was held for two years in Flushing Meadows Corona Park, located in Queens, New York, just a few miles outside Manhattan, will certainly have to be the subject of its own podcast episode because the history of the fair is so rich with detail. Still, for those of you who might not be familiar with the World's Fair, Epcot is perhaps the most similar park we can identify. In fact, the original version of Epcot Center was inspired by the fair. A series of pavilions paid for by a number of corporate sponsors included rides, shows, food stands, and other attractions meant to showcase the innovation and achievements of various nations and industries. The World's Fair is perhaps as iconic as the Olympics, although not quite as long of a history, and it drew so much inspiration for Disney that I hope to cover the topic in greater detail sometime soon. Disney's incentive for participating in the World's Fair was driven by the fair's ability to benefit Disney's public relations, financing, and imagineering innovation. By participating in the World's Fair, Walt Disney could task his Imagineers with creating new ideas that could be tried out for a period of two years paid for by another company. The only point of tension was that the sponsor would need to approve of the final idea, which is really a small price to pay to have the attraction paid for by somebody else. If the attraction was a hit, Disney could bring the attraction to Disneyland at the end of the fair. If the attraction was a dud, Disney could leave it simply as a failed experiment. In addition, the foot traffic and news coverage of the World's Fair would increase Disney's national and international exposure, making the attractions themselves an advertising campaign for Disneyland. By the end of 1965, the World's Fair saw more than 50 million visitors, and Disney brought three of the attractions back to Disneyland before 1970. The fourth attraction, Ford Magic Skyway, ended up being split into pieces, with the primeval world diorama becoming part of the Disneyland Railroad, the ride system inspiring the People Mover, the cavemen scene inspiring a similar scene for Spaceship Earth, the dinosaurs inspiring a major part of the universe of energy, and the general concept inspiring the world of motion, which ultimately became Test Track. The subject of today's episode is, of course, Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress, perhaps one of Walt's favorite attractions. The earliest roots of the Carousel of Progress can be traced back to the early days of Disneyland, when a similar idea was pitched for an expansion of Main Street USA that would have been called Edison Square. The idea called for guests to watch a series of mini-shows that would showcase the progress of electrical appliances from the turn of the 19th century to modern times. 
As indicated by the name Edison Square, named of course for Thomas Edison, the theme would have fit perfectly with this Main Street expansion. Two lines in the current version of Carousel of Progress, including Mr. Edison sure added life to our home, are perhaps a subtle tribute to the attraction's early roots at Edison Square, but I haven't been able to find any sources that uh, support this theory directly. Inevitably, the Edison Square expansion was scrapped, as was the idea for this attraction, as the technology required was not quite available. Thankfully, the idea ended up becoming the perfect concept for the World's Fair. As several years had passed, the Imagineers were able to devise new technologies to advance audio-animatronic figures and ride systems. Bob Gurr and Roger Brogy in particular played a key role in helping to develop more human-like audio-animatronic figures, with Blaine Gibson lending his sculpting experience to create human-like faces, and Harriet Burns putting on many of the finishing touches and accessories. While Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln was recognized as advancing audio-animatronics the most, the Carousel of Progress also required the development of several animatronic figures. In addition to more advanced audio-animatronics, the Imagineers had also developed some more advanced ride systems, including the first high-capacity water attraction, It's a Small World, which later helped with the development of Pirates of the Caribbean, and a rotating theater, which of course lent itself to the Progress Land Theater. With the original Edison Square idea, guests would have walked from one mini-show to the next. The rotating theater idea allowed a much greater hourly ride capacity, a whopping 3,000 guests per hour, significantly reducing the time required between shows and reducing wait times. In contrast, e-ticket attractions like Flight of Passage and Star Wars Rise of the Resistance serve around 2,000 guests per hour. The theater also acted as a sort of marvel in itself, further advancing the innovative image of both General Electric and Disneyland. In creating the storyline for the attraction, the theater was divided into six pieces, which would look like a pie chart from a bird's eye view. Every four minutes, the respective pieces of the attraction would end, and the theater would rotate clockwise to the next segment. From a guest's point of view, this means they would enter an empty theater and have a comfortable amount of time, about three minutes, to find a seat. The last minute of the loading process would include the introduction to the attraction, at which point the theater would rotate clockwise to the guest's left into the next room, which would be the first major show scene showing the marvels of the 1890s. Four minutes later, the theater would rotate again into the next room, the 1920s. The theater would rotate again to the 1940s and again to the 1960s. The final rotation would take guests into the unload area, where they would have again about four minutes, a comfortable amount of time, to gather their belongings and exit the theater at the back. Of course, the sixth rotation would take place without guests and bring the empty theater back to the load position. Guests exiting the attraction would proceed up to the second floor of the attraction where they would see the General Electric Sky Dome Spectacular, which showcased the new innovations GE was working to bring to life for the world. Guests could spend as much time as they wanted in this part of the pavilion before formally exiting the attraction. While many can easily track the progress from one room to the next in terms of advancing both the year and the technologies available, not as many notice a more subtle change that happens as you rotate from one scene to the next. The attraction also spans a single calendar year. The first scene takes place during Valentine's Day, which is meant to act as the beginning of spring, although it does take place of course in February. The second during Independence Day, taking place of course during the summer the third during Halloween, the fall, 
and the final scene taking place during Christmas, winter. Oddly enough, the one thing that doesn't seem to change much is the family. Despite the progression of decades of time and Disney's official description of, of following four separate families, I look at the families a bit differently. As one family, aging at a steady pace. John, the father, and Sarah, the mother, seem to age a bit from the first scene to the last. Their daughter, Patricia, or Patty for short, also seems to age a bit and their son James seems to age the most from the first to the last scene, as you would expect a younger kid to appear to age faster than a teenager or an adult. In that sense, short of uh, any fountain of youth they might have discovered, the family's aging draws a similar sense of growth for the audience, showing how over the course of the family life cycle from early childhood to near empty nesters, they can continue to see technology advance and new appliances and electrical wonders come to life. As you might expect, General Electric played a key role in each show scene, which is only appropriate given the fact that they paid for the pavilion. Each scene shows how the advancement of technologies like indoor plumbing, electric lights, refrigeration, air conditioning, stovetops and ovens, television, radio, vacuums, trains, planes, and automobiles have made life easier. While not everyone is going to go out and buy a GE refrigerator at the end of the attraction, the sense of optimism and progress is enough to leave you feeling good about everything GE has done for the world. Although, as we'll discuss shortly, GE was still really hoping for appliance sales. Of course, to help you feel good about the future, Walt turned to a legendary pair, the Sherman Brothers. Richard and Robert Sherman were genius composers who created countless memorable songs for Disney, including the music for The Parent Trap, that's the original film, The Happiest Millionaire, Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color, Mary Poppins, Winnie the Pooh, The Jungle Book, The Aristocats, It's a Small World, The Enchanted Tiki Room, and so much more. Walt loved the Sherman Brothers because they really knew how to create an iconic tune, that one that would leave you humming for hours, days, or perhaps even longer. Walt described the concept of the pavilion to Richard and Robert, and they ended up creating one of the most famous Disney Park songs of all time, There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow, a song that is full of optimism, hope, and progress. It's no surprise that the song is still a part of the attraction to this day and that literally 55 years later, kids and adults are still singing along and referencing the song as a reminder that there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. Despite the massive hourly ride capacity of 3,000 guests per hour, Progress Land still saw hour-long waits at the World's Fair and was one of the most popular exhibits. In fact, Disney and GE constructed a roof over the queue to help protect guests from the sun, the rain, and other outdoor elements while waiting in line. Not surprisingly, Disney considered the attraction a resounding success and had the theater move to Disneyland along with It's a Small World and Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. The show opened in Tomorrowland on July 2nd, 1967, just a couple of short years after the end of the World's Fair in New York and only half a year after Walt Disney's passing. It remained in Disneyland until September 3rd, 1973 in almost the same format as the original version in New York. The only major changes were some slight modifications to the final show scene depicting the 1960s and to the post-show exhibit on the second floor, which became an enormous model of Progress City. Savvy Disney fans will recognize that Progress City was a reference to Epcot, 
Walt's original vision for the city of the future. It was only appropriate to include Walt's model for Epcot at this exhibit, and the model was eventually moved to Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom as a show scene for the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. Of course, the model still exists on the TTA People Mover to this very day, at least as of the recording of this episode. Although the model was scaled down significantly to fit in such a small space, the next time you ride the attraction, I encourage you to take a moment and think about the model's history and what it might have been like to see it up close at Disneyland in the 1960s. In 1973, the Carousel of Progress was then moved to the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World, opening in Tomorrowland on January 15, 1975, the same year Space Mountain opened at the park. Disneyland's theater was converted into America Sings and later became Innoventions. The original Carousel Theater building still stands between Autopia and Space Mountain at Disneyland and is currently being used as Star Wars Launch Bay. After signing a continued sponsorship at Disneyland, General Electric then signed another 10-year contract to sponsor the Carousel of Progress at Walt Disney World, where it has stood for the last 45 years, the majority of the attraction's lifetime. With the Magic Kingdom version, a few changes were made to the attraction. First, the attraction was converted from a two-story pavilion to a one-story. The second is the theater direction was changed from clockwise to counterclockwise, which is how it is today. And as we mentioned earlier, there's a great big beautiful tomorrow painted an optimistic view of the future, but talking about the future didn't help sell appliances today. So GE asked if the Sherman Brothers could create a new song focused on the wonders of the present time. They ended up writing a song called The Best Time of Your Life, which stayed with the attraction until its 1993 refurbishment nearly 20 years later. One of the challenges of the attraction, which still remains a challenge today, is the fact that the future is always changing. As the Magic Kingdom version surpassed the 60s portrayed in the final show scene, the Imagineers updated the final show scene to New Year's Eve in the 1970s. In 1981, it was updated to New Year's Eve in the 1980s. Andrew Duggan, an American actor famous for portraying the roles of presidents and generals in TV shows and movies, replaced Rex Allen as the voice of John. Carousel of Progress remained in place without any changes until 1985, at which point GE chose not to renew their contract. At that point, Disney removed all GE references and replaced the appliance logos with a more generic emblem, although some of the GE references are still in place today. Without a sponsor, the attraction went through a period of uncertainty, which often happens when you don't have a sponsor because that's a major source of income that you lose. New ideas were pitched to replace the attraction with something new, but Disney inevitably decided to keep the attraction. Still, it was clear that the attraction needed another update, so the show closed in 1993 to undergo a three-month refurbishment, opening in time for the holiday season at the end of the year. Upon its reopening, the attraction was formally renamed from Carousel of Progress to Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress, paying tribute to the show's heritage and to the man who helped to bring it to life. The 1993 update was the last major refurbishment for the attraction as of the recording of this episode almost 30 years later. It was the first attraction to open as part of the new Tomorrowland renovation that saw most changes in 1994. 
The current version of Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress includes yet another updated final show scene, this one meant to portray the early 2000s, which is why you can still hear them talk about car phones and laser discs, which I'm sure are probably met with tilting heads and confused looks from anyone who is part of Gen Z born after 1996. The final scene also shifted back from New Year's Eve to Christmas. Meanwhile, Gene Shepard, famous for his work in radio, TV, and films, took over as the voice of John for the new narration. Gene is perhaps best known for writing the legendary 1983 Christmas film, A Christmas Story. He also played the role of the narrator, Adult Ralphie. Rex Allen, who original, originally played the role of John, was brought back to narrate the pre-show, which describes the origins of the attraction and includes some famous filmed appearances by Walt, the Sherman Brothers, and a few Imagineers. In addition, B.J. Ward, famous for her voice work around Disney, including the narrator of The People Mover and the safety voice for It's a Small World, took on the role of Sarah. Meanwhile, Debbie Derryberry, the voice of Jimmy Neutron, took over as Patricia, and Janet Waldo, the voice of Jane Jetson and so many other iconic characters throughout the film, uh, throughout film and TV history, took on the role of Grandma. James, the younger of the two siblings, is played by two voice actors. Peter Nelson plays young James and Paul Osterhout plays teenage James. Perhaps the most famous of all is actually the voice of Uncle Orville. Although he really only has one line repeated throughout the attraction, no privacy at all around this place, Uncle Orville is actually played by legendary voice actor Mel Blanc, famous for lending his voice to Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, Barney Rubble, Cosmo Spacely, Captain Caveman, and countless other characters. Mel Blanc was so pivotal to the voice acting industry in the golden age of Hollywood that his work amounts to Jim Cummings and Dee Bradley Baker combined, if not more. Aside from some aesthetic changes, the last major change to the 1993 refurbishment was the song. While The Best Time of Your Life was a catchy and optimistic tune, it paled in comparison to There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. So the iconic Sherman Brothers song was added back to the attraction. The attraction has undergone a few updates and refurbishments since 1993, and it has even operated seasonally at times as the show has begun to age, but the attraction as a whole remains largely unchanged in almost 30 years. As you could probably tell, there's a reason Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress is so cherished and loved. The rich history, optimistic spirit, origins with Walt Disney, and roots with the 1964 World's Fair make it an important part of Disney history. While I actually do hope they update the attraction and give it a more significant update, keeping of course the same spirit and song, I'm glad to see that the show still exists and that many guests continue to return to this attraction. It's a Disney icon, one whose legacy will definitely outlive its lifetime. At this point, I'd love to take you with me to experience this attraction with binaural 360 degree audio. As always, binaural audio is best experienced using over-the-ear headphones or earbuds, but you'll still enjoy listening back on speakers if that's what you're using to listen to this episode now. No matter which audio equipment you choose, I encourage you to sit back, relax, and enjoy Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress.
So for your safety and the safety of others, all guests must remain seated at all times. Once the show begins, there is no flash photography or cell phone use. Remember to supervise children at all times and enjoy the show. Welcome to Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. Uh, you're in for a real treat. The Carousel of Progress was Walt's own idea from beginning to end. He loved it. He introduced the show at the World's Fair in New York City in 1964, and it was an immediate smash hit. Millions of people came to see it. And since then, the Carousel of Progress has had more performances than any other stage show in the history of American theater. You know, Walt loved the idea of progress, and he loved the American family. And he himself was probably as American as anyone could possibly be. He thought it would be fun to watch the American family go through the 20th century, experiencing all the new wonders as they came. And he put them together in a show called Carousel of Progress, which we are now about to see. Although our Carousel family has experienced a few changes over the years, our show still revolves around the same theme, and that's progress. May the century begin. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of everything There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Tomorrow is just a dream away It's a dream come true for you and me, so there's a great big beautiful tomorrow, shining at the end of every day, there's a great big beautiful tomorrow, just a dream away. Yeah, it looks like the Robins are getting ready to celebrate Valentine's Day today. What year is it? Oh, right around the turn of the century. And believe me, things couldn't be any better than they are today. Yes, sir, buildings are towering now as high as 20 stories. And moving pictures flicker up on a big screen. We have almost 8,000 automobiles in this country, and we can travel by train from New York to California in less than seven days. And I even hear tell about two brothers in North Carolina who are working on some kind of flying contraption. <laughs> It'll never work. Closer to home, we've now got gas lamps, a telephone, and the latest design in cast iron stoves. And that reservoir keeps five gallons of water hot in just three buckets of coal. Oh boy, it sure beats chopping wood. And isn't our new ice box a beauty? Look at that, holds 50 pounds of ice. Milk doesn't sour as quick as it used to. And our dog Rover here keeps the water in the drip pan from overflowing. It wasn't too long ago we had to carry water from a well. And thanks to progress, we've got a pump right here in the kitchen. Of course, we keep a bucket of water handy to prime it with. Yes, sir, we've got everything we need to make life easier. Say, Mother, I was reading about a fellow named Tom Edison who's working on an idea for snap-on electric lights. No more gas. <laughs> Sarah sure gets the core of the apple. But we do have this new wash day marble. Now it takes me only five hours 
to do the watch. Imagine, it used to take two days. Well, that's right, folks. Now Sarah has time for other things like... like uh, and cleaning the oven. Yes, dear. I know, dear. <laughs> and they probably never will. Now, if you'll excuse me, Don't worry, Rover. She didn't mean real dogs. Besides, it's not going to rain today. My lumbago isn't acting up. Boy, look at it come down. All you have to do is put your wash on the line, right? Oh, well, the cistern was low anyway. Wow, we look at that. Now, James, I thought I told you to ask my permission before using my new stereoscope. It's not a toy, you know. Ooh la la. So that's little Egypt doing the hoochie-coochie, eh, Dad? Isn't she a knockout? She's the star of the new World's Fair in St. Louis, and <clears throat> you put that away before your mother finds it. Aw, Dad. You heard me. Well, we have one of those new talking machines. Now that is something. It plays music right here in our home. Yes, Patricia? Papa, all these people, I'm, I'm indecent. <laughs> Don't worry, Patricia, they're friends. That's our teenage daughter. She's getting ready to go to a Valentine's dance across town on one of those new horseless trolleys. I think it's very romantic you're taking Mother out for Valentine's dinner this evening. Well, you know what kind of sport I am. I only hope I have an evening as romantic as yours and now you be home by nine o'clock, daughter. You hear me? Oh, well, with all this talking, I've worked up quite a thirst. <laughs> I think I'll take one of those newfangled trolleys down to the drugstore soda fountain and meet the boys for a cold sarsaparilla. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot. We're drinking root beer now. Same kind of thing, different name. Well, that's progress for you. And uh, speaking of progress, there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow, and tomorrow is just a dream away. Man has a dream, and that's the start. He follows his dream with mind and heart, and when it becomes a reality, it's a dream come true for you and me. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow just a dream away. Phew, boy, hottest Fourth of July we've had in years. We've come a long way, though, since the turn of the century, over 20-some-odd years ago. You know that pilot fella, Charles Lindbergh? He's about to fly a single-wing airplane all the way across the Atlantic. <laughs> He's never going to make it. And sports stadiums are springing up all over. And boy, nobody hits that old horse hide like that new fella, Babe Ruth. Jazz music is the cat's meow. And there's been ads in the paper for months for a movie starring Al Jolson. And he's going to talk and sing. Oh, boy, I've got to see that. <laughs> there goes Schwartz in his upmobile. He sure loves that horn. You know, in my new Essex, I've got an electric starter. Now I don't have to crank. We can travel from New York to Los Angeles by train in only three days. 
and we've got a house full of new electrical servants. Mr. Edison sure added life to our home. <laughs> Whoa there, you blow a fuse. Drat, that's the third one this week. I buy fuses by the case. Uh-oh, and I've blown the whole neighborhood again. Easy, Rover. Jimmy, hurry up with that fuse. Shucks. Every time he has company, he blows a fuse. And guess who always has to change it? I heard that, young man. I heard that. Oh, well, that's more like it. John, yours is the last costume I've got to finish before the parade starts. Sarah's Ladies Club is responsible for our town's 4th of July celebration tonight. She's got us all roped into performing in their program. And I've I... decided we're going as George and Martha Washington, dear. Oh, the father of our country. <laughs> that's a role that really fits me. You know, I'm I... so glad we installed an electric light fixture here on the porch because it's just too darn hot to be sawing inside. Yes, Sarah. You know, next year I'd like to go as Benedict Arnold. Wait <laughs> until you see what I've got planned for the fireworks show tonight. Grover, don't interrupt while Sarah's interrupting. And guess who volunteered to choose the music for the program? I did, Pop. Listen to this. That's a nice tune, Jimmy. You know, with our new Crosley radio set, we can get news and big-time entertainment from all over the country, even Pittsburgh. Well, we're starting to arrive downtown for a spectacular 4th of July parade in Fireworks event. Hey, Oh, Patricia. Yes, Father? Better get a move on. The radio says folks are arriving downtown. Do I really have to go? Well, dear, if that happens, you'll always have that torch you can carry for him. <laughs> Calm down, Rover. I was only kidding. By the way, we have indoor plumbing now. Oh, boy, that's really great on cold nights, especially for our perennial house guest, old Uncle Orville. <laughs> Uncle Orville's taken over the coolest spot in the house, of course, and he's rigged up a real clever contraption. He calls it air cooling. <laughs> Too bad he's not reading the help wanted ads. No privacy at all around this place. Sorry, Orville. You know, considering all the... Oh, coming, Martha, as I was saying. Considering all the conveniences we now have, I'll say that we're really on Easy Street these days. It just can't get any better. Just goes to show that there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day there's a great big beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow's just a dream away And that's the start He follows his dream with mind and heart And when it becomes a reality It's a dream come true for you and me So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day another Halloween here in the fabulous 40s. Everything is better than ever now, and we've got some amazing new wonders around the house to prove it. For instance, 
our refrigerator holds more food and ice cubes. And thanks to our automatic dishwasher, oh, I don't have to dry the dishes anymore after supper. Gives Rover and me more time to enjoy our evening stroll together. <laughs> Later, boy. Oh, and here's something else that's new. I just heard a new term today on the radio. Fella says, we've got something now called the rat race. Did you ever hear that one? It sure describes my life. I'm involved in something now called commuting. I drive into the city for work all day and then turn right around and drive all the way back. And the highway is crowded with fellow rats doing the same thing. That's what they call progress, dear. <laughs> yeah, I guess she's right. But we do have television <laughs> when it works. Gives you something to do after you come home. I kind of like it, you know? Guy named John Cameron Swayze gives us all the news. And then they have all this singing and dancing. A lot of fluff, but it's fun. You know, I predict the day when millions of people will learn Latin and Greek sitting in front of their TV sets. Are you awake, Give him a left, you big look. Ah, yes, the new age of electronic civilization is upon us. Appreciate your joke. Now, you're always getting poor Patty. She's certainly prettier than either of you. You hear that? My daughter Patty is using that old exercise machine she rescued from the attic. It was all the rage in the 20s. Grandma, of course, had to have one. Didn't work then, doesn't work now. <laughs> Consistent, at least. Makes a lot of noise and blows fuses. As I was saying, Pat, I think college is really swell. You should give it a try. Oh, Patty, are you going to the Halloween party tonight? Oh, yes. And I'm hoping to lose a few more inches by then since I'm going with that rainbow Wilfred. Wilfred? What a slug! He's coming as the headless horseman. said about me when I was dating Sarah. <laughs> You're lucky, Rover. You don't have to date. Well, we're caught up in the do-it-yourself craze these days. We're remodeling our basement in something called a, a rumpus room, and we're looking forward to a few rumpuses, I'll tell you, as long as they don't get out of hand. John, this papering is getting out of hand. I could use a little help. Now, Sarah, didn't I set up that clever automatic paint stirring machine for you? Yes, John, you're a genius. Of course, this will ruin my food mixer. Not that you'd care. Oh, good old Sarah. Always the last laugh. <laughs> what happened, Sarah? Oh, you and your progress. That paint mixer of yours just sloshed paint across my room. I remember it's the room. <laughs> How do you like that? I always say if you're going to be married, marry a girl with a sense of humor. Well, it's time to move on. Let's cheer up Sarah by singing our song. Come on, everybody. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow.
pleasant holiday. Oh, turkey's in the oven. It's peaceful and quiet. Yes! 300 points. My best score yet. Well, it was peaceful until Santa brought that new virtual reality space pilot game. Your turn, Grandma. Let's switch the image over to the TV so the resident flying ace can show you how it works. Now, it's a little tricky. Just use your game glove to fly behind the other guy and blast him with your laser blaster. Laser blaster? Well, I'll give it a try. Take a look around, Grandma. You're in the ship. Feels like I'm really there. Okay, get ready. You're about to blast off. Here goes nothing. Whoa. All right, here he comes. Oh, you missed him. Hey, everybody. I'm done programming our new voice activation system. Now all our household items will do anything we tell them to do. Great. Now the refrigerator bring me a root beer. Well, it can't quite do that. But I'll show you something it can do. Tree lights, 30% brighter. Oh, that's no big deal. Anybody can do that voice activated stuff. Watch it. John, the oven should respond to your voice commands now. Give it a try. Okay. Here goes. Temperature to 375. Reminds me of certain people I know. Yeah, right, Dad. You gotta lose him, Grandma. Bank to the right. Remember Dad's turkey last year? Yeah, that thing really smoked up the place when it burned, didn't it? We ended up microwaving frozen pizzas. Well, no need to worry about the turkey this year. Not with an oven that will do anything your father tells it to do. Ooh, good shot. Did you see that? Dad, Grandma's up to 550 points. Did you say 550? Hey, she's getting the hang of that thing. I can't believe all the new gadgets they've got now. You know in my day... Oh, no. You're not going to tell us about the old days when you didn't even have a car phone. Hey, Trish, for a while we didn't even have a house phone. Not to mention laser discs and high-def TV. Everything's automated today, including... Check it out, Dad. Grandma's up to 975 points. Wow, 975? <laughs> John, what's wrong with the oven? What? Uh, uh... Two out of three, Grandma. Later, kid. Boy, that was fun. What will they think of next? Who knows? We've got a whole new century waiting for us out there. Yeah, and maybe sometime in the new century, your father will learn how to talk to our oven. Well, maybe by then ovens will read our minds. But hey, as long as we're all here and happy and together for the holidays, who cares if I burned our Christmas turkey? I do. I'm starving. <laughs> Don't worry, Dad. Someday everything's going to be so automated, you won't ever have to cook another Christmas turkey again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you for joining us on Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. We hope you've enjoyed this tribute to the 1964 Carousel of Progress from the New York World's Fair. Please gather all of your personal belongings and exit through the doors located at the back of the theater. Have a beautiful day. with that we close out episode 88 of the imagineer podcast i really hope you enjoyed this discussion learning a little bit more about walt disney's carousel of progress as i mentioned in the beginning it's definitely one of the most requested attraction episodes i get and that's because it's number one really something that guests love and number two it has such a rich history as you probably heard from this episode discussion of course i would love to turn the conversation over to you and hear what you love most about Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. Perhaps you have a favorite memory, a favorite scene, a favorite line from the show, a favorite character. Whatever it is you love most, I want to hear it all. You can send me your answers and feedback in so many different ways. As always, I encourage you to follow us on social media and you can send me your answers there in a direct message or in a post on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok at Imagineer Podcast or on Twitter at Imagineer News. And as always, I encourage you to join our Facebook group, The Imagination, which is also called The Imagineer Podcast Disney Fan Community to converse not just with me, but with other members of this listener community about your favorite Disney topics and so much more. You can also send me an email at ImagineerPodcast.com at gmail.com, especially if you have any feedback for things you would like to see in terms of future episodes you would like to hear on the show or any way that I can make this community better for you. And if you don't already subscribe to the show, definitely be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button, whether you're listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, or any other podcast app. Hitting subscribe or follow will ensure that you are the first to know when new podcast episodes become available. And of course, I would appreciate if you could take 30 seconds to leave us a rating and 60 seconds, two minutes, however long it takes to leave us a review in the Apple Podcast Store. I do read each and every single review I get. I'll often even share them to my Instagram and Facebook stories and appreciate those of you who have taken the time to uh, share your thoughts in an Apple podcast or even a Facebook review of Imagineer podcast. And perhaps the best thing you could do for the show is to share it. Whether you share out this episode or your favorite episode of Imagineer podcast or the podcast as a whole, or perhaps even a post that we have on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or any other social media channel, that is probably the best way to continue to spread the word of Imagineer podcast and help our community continue to grow. And if you would like to take your love of Imagineer podcast one step further, definitely look into Imagineer Society, which you can learn more by going to 
patreon.com slash imagineerpodcast. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and I also have a link in the show notes below. But essentially, that's a way you can help to support the show financially and in return get exclusive perks, benefits, rewards. Depending on how much you are willing and able to contribute, you get perks including early access to every podcast episode, access to my podcast production notes, bonus podcast episodes just for Imagineer Society, as well as monthly video calls and Q&As just for Imagineer Society members, access to a private Facebook group, access to my close friends list on Instagram, and much more. You can learn all about the benefits and the tiers that are available by, again, going to patreon.com slash Imagineer podcast. And be sure to check out our partners. First, take a look at The Kingdom Insider over at thekingdominsider.com and The Kingdom Insider on any social media channel because Christy has so much incredible information to share. She works really hard to get you the latest Disney news and works extra hard to also confirm that the news is accurate and true. And if it's not, if it's perhaps just a uh, a rumor or something that might come to be sometime soon, she'll label it as such so that you know this isn't officially confirmed, but it's something that is perhaps in the works. And so I love her journalistic ethics. And as a lifelong Disney fan, as a mom, as someone who goes to the parks often, she can provide so many tips and such great advice for maximizing your upcoming Disney vacation and perhaps even bringing the magic of Disney into your own home. So again, definitely check her out at thekingdominsider.com and the Kingdom Insider on your favorite social media channels. And when you're ready to book your next trip to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, Aulani, or any other Disney destination around the world, look into our travel partner, Academy Travel, because they have been helping to plan vacations for over 25 years, and they do such a great job that they are diamond earmarked, which is the highest level of distinction that Disney awards to travel agencies. They are the number one travel agency in the U.S. for booking Disney vacations, and they can really help to alleviate the stress, take out the guesswork, and help you to plan your next Disney vacation amazingly at no additional cost to you, and in many cases can even help to save you money on your next Disney trip, because I know all the discounts that are currently available and can offer such great advice for your Disney vacation. So you can check them out, request a free quote, no obligation, by clicking on any of the uh, request forms that are in, uh, there's links in the show notes of this podcast episode, or Go to imagineyourpodcast.com, click on the travel dropdown, and then select your destination. That will take you right to the form to fill out. Again, they'll get you back, get back to you with a free quote, no obligation for your next Disney vacation. Last but not least, as always, I hope that you are doing everything you can to go after your hopes and dreams, especially with an episode like Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. Just remember, even as difficult as times might be today, even if you're having a rough day, Just remember, there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. And as always, remember that inspiring quote from Horizons. If you can dream it, you can do it. Thank you so much for listening to the show, and we'll see you again in a future episode of the Imagineer Podcast.
Now is the time, now is the best time, now is the best time of your life. Life is a prize, live every minute, open your eyes and watch how you win it. Yesterday's memories may sparkle and gleam, tomorrow is still but a dream. Right here and now, you've got it made, the world's forward marching in. 